Hi friends, welcome to our Waterworks podcast number six. I am Karen Weiss, your host and director of Waterworks Ministries. And today we have Reverend Tanya Lilo with the International Metaphysical Ministries who has a focus on new thought philosophy. And she is also a certified life coach. Welcome Tanya. Hi Karen, thanks for having me today. So today we're going to talk about intention and what intention means and how to set intentions. But before we get into that, Tanya, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, how you got to be a reverend of metaphysical ministries? Great question. <laughs> and where does one start with us? Yeah. So um, I guess growing up, I grew up in a Catholic family. And I always had questions, always questioning everything. And so questions turned into a lot more study. Mm -hmm. And so from the study, I guess what happened was I realized that my focus existed someplace that I never heard of, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the, the way I was thinking and the ideas that I had, it was different, but other people had thought the same way too and I just didn't know what it was because it didn't completely fall under the Catholic religion so um, in my in my travels since then since childhood um, I noticed I was very drawn to certain authors like Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry Thoreau and and certain other people and I really got into the transcendentalist movement and didn't didn't know why but I was very attracted to that and over the time I realized that a lot of the my favorite authors and and people that I really admired happened to be new thought philosophers and metaphysicians and not even knowing what that was so fast forward to about 10 or 15 years ago and um, I started getting into a lot of self-development you know my life was in pretty much of a train wreck uh, as far as that goes and that's being nice about it um and so i just i was not happy with things in my life and and i wasn't happy with my job i wasn't happy with my friends i wasn't happy with my relationships and then i noticed there was a common denominator with all that and it was me so i thought well let's see if we can figure out what i need to do different so um and kudos to you for acknowledging that it was you <laughs> yeah absolutely yes that was that was the big breakthrough <laughs> So, uh, long story even longer, I ended up um, hiring a coach. I heard about this thing called life coaching and, and realized, wow, maybe this person can help me out. So I hired a coach and with her help, I realized a lot of these things that were holding me back and my thoughts were what was holding me back mm -hmm. and what was causing my perception of the bad relationships and the bad mm -hmm. work and the, and the toxic relationships and things like that. So. I found out that I would be a good candidate to be a life coach and I was ready for a change in my life. So I ended up signing up and went to a school called IPEC, the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, and became a certified life coach. So as I was going through their studies, more and more of these metaphysical writings kept coming mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. and there was a common denominator and a lot of the same people that I was learning from were also metaphysicians, unbeknownst maybe to them mm -hmm. and unbeknownst to me. So I noticed these thought patterns and I was being even more attracted to them. So I started doing more digging, more research and whatnot and, and started learning about metaf metaphysics. Mm -hmm. So um, when I ended up moving from Pennsylvania, I went out to Colorado and typed in spiritual center and up came Mile High Church. 
and I looked at it and it was an interesting looking place. It looks like a giant spaceship, which is the joke. <laughs> and so I ended up going to one of the services and it was the first time I really felt like I came home. Hmm. And that was a common phrase that a lot of people use there. But the thoughts, the philosophy, the whole attitude, everything about it was very much what I had been looking for for the previous 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. And it finally fit into place. And I realized, oh, this is an actual philosophy. This is an actual practice. So um, it harkens back to Ernest Holmes. Um, he was a founder of religious uh, science, mm -hmm. which is not Scientology, something totally different. Um, and then it became... Um, the science of mind is what it's mm -hmm. under. So it's very similar to those, mm -hmm. those sects mm -hmm. as far as, you know, what your, what those churches and spiritual centers were called. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I started going. So after a while I decided, you know, this is something I really want to pursue. I'm very much into the pursuit of knowledge and I, my brain can't get enough. I'm constantly reading and you know, so I started, I was always fascinated with the pyramids and I was always fascinated with the Knights Templar and I was always mm -hmm. fascinated with Gnosticism and I was always fascinated with all these things and I realized mm -hmm. they're all tied together mm -hmm. and, and their common denominator happens to go back to metaphysics. Mm -hmm. And so it just made sense. I'm like, well, if I'm going to go get an advanced degree, I might as well get it in, in, in religious studies of um, metaphysics. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. So I just got my bachelor's degree, just became the ordained minister about three months ago and working on my master's now and then going to go for the PhD. So that's where I'm at. And that's, that's how that all transpired. Awesome. Yeah. And you've traveled a lot in the last 10 or 15 years. <laughs> I have. Yes. I left Pennsylvania. <laughs> I grew up here and left Pennsylvania in 09 that was out in Colorado. And then I got sidetracked in Missouri for a year and a half and I just needed to come back to Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And so now that I'm here, I'm looking to possibly start up a spiritual center up here. There really isn't any within about a two or three hour radius mm -hmm. of us at all. And I think yeah. this area just really lends itself to that thought process and that philosophy. And I think there'd be a lot of people that would be interested in it here. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. And the people I've spoken to have been excited about that. So I thought, hey, why not? Let's do it. So cool. Yeah. And hopefully that will start here in January or February. That's with the, something yeah, to get that's, started. That's yeah. the game plan. So, But I noticed there's a big correlation with what I do with my life coaching and metaphysical thought and metaphysical philosophies too. Mm. And intention is definitely one of those because everyone that I work with, um, the word intention comes up and setting intentions comes up. And, and I think this is a great segue to get into mm. what we're talking about sure. today and why we are doing what we're doing. So. So tell us, what is intention? Intention is the power of putting a thought out there in the effort to have it manifest. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So some people set goals. Some people just make a wish. You know, some people decide that, oh, this would be nice to have. So the difference between those and an intention are the fact that you have energy behind it and especially mm. that you have emotion behind it mm. because a thought is energy. I mean, if you break down, let's get into the quantum physics part of it. We mm. are all energy and this yeah. isn't anything woo woo. We're energy. I mean, yeah. you know, Einstein knew what he was talking about. Yeah. 
And so what we are is energy, but also our brain waves and our thoughts are all energy. And like energy attracts like energy. Mm. So when we have negative thoughts, we tend to live in negativity. When we have positive thoughts, positive things tend to happen more for mm. us. And I can attest to that based off of what happened in my life mm. previously. As soon as I shifted my thoughts, that's when the shift occurred in my life. Mm -hmm. The people changed, you know, and it's a lot about your perception. So when you have an intention, it would be something stating um, that you wish something to happen, but you have to put some type of emotion behind it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not really going to manifest as that intention that you want. And why is the emotion part? Because you were talking about goals. Mm -hmm. And when you set a goal, you know, a lot of we're coming up on New Year's, mm -hmm. lots of resolutions. Absolutely. That die by like January 20th. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> or before. <laughs> or before. So, so a resolution, I would say, is more like a goal. Like, mm -hmm. okay, you have, you know, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But with goals, you have to generally have a plan. Say, okay, this is how it's going to work. Right. This is what I'm going to do to make Mm -hmm. make this happen mm -hmm. but often you're right there isn't an emotion driving right driving that desire it's you know right. i it's my doctor tells me i need to lose weight oh common you know? one mm -hmm. <laughs> right or i need you know i need to get my blood sugar under control whatever mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. and so how does the emotion part of it i'll say flip the switch okay really to make it something more than a goal that's a great question so with goals too, another aspect of those is you really also want to have a plan mm -hmm. of how to achieve that which also would include a deadline mm -hmm. and a series of steps that you would take to fulfill in order to accomplish said goal mm -hmm. okay and you're right a lot of people will make a goal most people will actually make goals that are completely ridiculous and unattainable mm -hmm. And then they wonder why they fail and then they beat themselves up over it. And this happens time after time after time with a lot of my clients. Yeah. So there's actually a proper way to set goals and a proper way to do that in a systematic approach where you can set pieces of goals so that you attain them. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. how do you eat an elephant? Right. Yeah. One bite at a time. And the same way for accomplishing goals. I actually do a workshop, which I usually generally do in, in January, called Results Without Resolutions. Mm -hmm. And what we talk about is how to set achievable goals. Mm -hmm. So taking that to the, to the next area, what the emotion does is it adds to that, that whole essence of when, when you decide that you want to accomplish something or you mm -hmm. wish to manifest something in your life, you are going to set that intention. And this comes close with affirmations. We'll talk about that a little mm. later, I'm sure. But when we start talking about setting an intention, the intention itself is a thought and that holds energy. And we can manifest different types of energy and different levels of energy. So when you mm -hmm. think one thing, it's powerful. When you say something, it's even more powerful. When you write it down, it's even more powerful. So take that and add the energy of emotion behind that intention and now what do you have you have this giant energy ball mm. which 
is attracting even more of that like energy. And what that's going to do is put that intention out to the universe and more of that like energy is going to come to you. Mm -hmm. So if you really wish to learn how to play the piano, but say you don't own a piano, okay, you could say, well, I'd love to learn how to play the piano. All right. Well, that's nice. You'd love to do that. Exactly. <laughs> but if you really, 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 really wanted to learn how to play the piano and you didn't own one, what would something be? You would think about the piano. You would listen to songs on the piano. You would make friends with people who own pianos. You would look around to find places where you could rent a piano. You would, you would take that and now you're adding all that emotion to it. You know, you're imagining yourself playing the piano, these beautiful pieces that you would love to learn. Um, you know, so when you start adding emotion to that intention, who's more likely to accomplish that goal mm -hmm. or have that manifest in their life? The person that says, I wish and let it go, or the person that really adds a lot of emotion to it, mm -hmm. you know, hmm. does that make sense? Yes, it does. So... Walk us through setting an intention Okay. now that we have the definition of it <laughs> Okay. and know that it's both thought and emotion. Okay. So when you want something very badly, this is, and, and I could use myself as an example. Mm -hmm. When I was ready to leave Missouri, I knew that it was time for me to leave Missouri and I did not have the financial resources to do so mm -hmm. at that time, but I knew I really was ready to leave. So what did I do? I set that intention. You know, I am, I am here. I am ready to make the move. I'm ready to move to Pennsylvania, start a spiritual center, um, rejoin my old friends and family, and this is going to happen. So I wrote about it. I set that intention. Hmm. I visualized myself living here again. I started connecting with more friends that were up here. I, I had a vision board that mm -hmm. I actually had pictures of things, you know, that I would look mm -hmm. at every day. I would write in my journal. I would write affirmations as if I was already living back in Pennsylvania. I already started writing sermons, mm -hmm. you know, for my new center. So I, I was living as if, and it's mm -hmm. not that you're lying about it. It's not that you're faking yourself out about it. It's, I actually had that emotion as if mm -hmm. this is how my life was at that time. And it was not an option that it wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I just completely immersed myself into that intention that this is what I wanted. And it was a done deal. And it mm. happened. And as soon as I set that intention, amazing things started to happen. Mm. And just a weird series of events, such mm -hmm. as I, I had been coming up here, you know, mm -hmm. to go to a, a class reunion. And I found out my apartment that I hadn't lived in in eight years was available to move into. <laughs> yeah. So that worked. And then I came up and I had three job offers in three days to move back. And everything, everything fell into place. Like mm -hmm. I could not have written the script better. And the thing is, sometimes you don't know how it's going to happen, mm -hmm. but it's not our purpose to know how it's our mm -hmm. purpose to set the intention we're going to let god take care of that because that's what god's for mm -hmm. god's god says you know you've already you i've already answered your prayer it's already here so when we voice that remember how mm -hmm. powerful is word yeah and the word is powerful and there's a reason it is said that the word is so powerful so by us stating the word we're setting that intention and that mm -hmm. emotions behind it 
the universe is here to fulfill our our request. That's mm -hmm. that's what we're here for. And that's what the universe is for. The universe works for us. It doesn't work against us. Mm -hmm. But we have to know that and we have to accept that. And I just, I automatically accept it. That's, mm -hmm. that's how it is. And that's the power behind that intention. And that's the emotion behind where mm -hmm. that could come from. And you could... You can almost feel that, you know, in the story mm -hmm. of somebody who says, oh, I really would love a new car this year versus somebody who really, really, really wants to set the intention that they're absolutely getting a new car this year. Mm -hmm. Because if it's meant to happen and that intention is there and that emotion's there, it's going to happen. It can't not happen. Mm -hmm. So. So how do you decide what intention to set? That's up to each person. So they like it really... And this would be something that maybe life coaching would be helpful with. Absolutely. In terms of sifting mm -hmm. and sorting or, mm -hmm. you know, spiritual direction or, you know, what. Absolutely. Something like that. A lot of people do this every year. And like you brought up earlier with resolutions, and this is a really good example. So how many people do you know pull out their previous year's list of resolutions mm -hmm. and look at it to say, oh, Okay, I didn't do that. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, that one got, oh, that was sidetracked earlier. That's it. Well, okay, this one I did. And then what they do for the following year, they write the exact same list. Mm. And I see people do that all the time. So I know people that are carrying forth their list 8, 10, 15 years over and over and over again. Now, really. That do, seems depressing. It is. But how many people really want the same things they wanted 15 years ago? Yeah. Not Even last year. We change, you know, mm -hmm. we grow. That that means that our list should also be different and our resolution should be different, i.e. our intention should be different, you know. But a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know where they want to go. And for me, my New Year's resolution for 2016 was a result of all of my travel in 2015 where I said I did not want to get on a plane in 2016. <laughs> but you did, didn't you? I did not actually. Oh, you didn't. Okay. So far, right. I have, you know, nine days left to go. That's and I think good. I can make it. There you go. Well, so. that was good for you, though. <laughs> no, but you had emotion behind that, too. You know what? I did. You're right. I had a lot of emotion behind that. Yeah. And yep. I was not going to get on a plane, <laughs> regardless of what anyone offered me or bribed me for free vacations. Right. Because it meant that much to you. Yeah, see, I was tired. See the difference? Mm -hmm. But for people that you know that are genuine and they really want something and, and they really want to accomplish something, like there could be some people that really have a true desire to lose weight, mm -hmm. um, that they want to increase their salary, that they want a better relationship, they want to get out of a bad relationship, you know, whatever that is. For those people that are carrying that intention behind, a lot of that emotion behind that intention, they're probably going to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Now, some people may not know how to do that. And when I said earlier that, you know, it's not necessarily our way to know how, mm -hmm. but we still have to do something. You could sit there mm -hmm. and go, you know, I'd really love a job that pays seven figures a year. And then you sit on your sofa and wait for it to happen. That's probably not going to work, you know? So <laughs> what did the Quakers say? Pray, then move your feet, right? Yeah. And that's what you have to do. So it's okay to pray. It's okay to set intention, but you still have to get out there and do something, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what I did. You know, I didn't know how I was going to make that move. But just from being out there and interacting with people, that's when 
everything started coming to me. So it's not like I sat there and never left my house, mm -hmm. but you still find those people are going to be attracted to you that can help maybe be those stepping stones on mm -hmm. the way for you to accomplish an intention. Mm -hmm. And that's those doors open, the right people fall into your lap. Um, you meet those people, you have events that trigger something else in you and maybe lead you to that next door to open. I've literally been in bookstores and books have popped out of the shelf, you know, or fallen and it was the book I needed to read, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, things like that do happen and you just have to be open to those signs from the universe that that is part of, mm. you know, following the intention. That's really interesting. So as a, as a reverend or life coach, how do you help people if there's something that's really, I'll say, nagging at them mm -hmm. or, you know, they there's this thing in the back of their head that they, you know, or their heart that they feel mm -hmm. like they should be doing, but mm -hmm. it seems crazy or, you know, so out of, out of, not perspective necessarily, but out of character, um, out of character. Okay. Yeah. How intentions can help with that mm -hmm. and how do you let some of that filter or that's a good question go. there's a couple different ways to look at that um one way is understanding priorities in a person's life hmm. because somebody could say they want something and it may not be a high priority for them wanting it hmm. but they're mm -hmm. not aware of it um, part of that can also be that they do have blocks emotional blocks to that are right now preventing them from attaining that. Mm -hmm. And again, when you're using emotions to set intentions and you have emotional blocks preventing you from getting there, um, that could be a big problem, mm -hmm. right? And then third is um, understanding your values and that also comes into priorities. But let's look at the emotional blocks. So for example, if, if you are feeling that you're underpaid or that you w wish to get a better paying job, you know, one of the things we generally don't delve back into the past, but a block that some people may have is how they feel about money. For mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. you know, if you grew up in a household where, you know, you heard a lot, oh, what do you think? Money grow doesn't grow on trees. And, you mm -hmm. know, who do you think I am? One of the Rockefellers. And, you know, where you had a lot of emotional baggage attached to money and finances mm -hmm. and thoughts about being rich or, or how people viewed rich people, you know, maybe mm -hmm. that was something that your family, you know, thought of in, in that way. And a lot of people, that's how they grew up, you know, if mm -hmm. they didn't have a lot, um, you know, my parents weren't really like that, but I've heard those sayings before. Mm -hmm. And so that could be an emotional block and people feel they don't deserve to be rich, you mm -hmm. know, and one thing that their studies have found that a lot of women feel very, very, um, they, what's the word I'm looking for? There are a lot of women that will not accept the fact that they can make more money than their father ever did. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And so there are women now, especially those that are breaking that glass ceiling, you know, and if they're, if their father say worked in a factory or their father was blue collar and they're now executive level, a lot of these women are sabotaging unknowingly their careers because they feel guilty that they're making more money than their father. There's been numerous studies on this. It's, mm -hmm. it's been 
very widespread, you know, that I've, I've been reading about this and I've found that very fascinating myself. Um, but for the people that have some type of an emotional block, that's where the life coaching comes in is let's mm -hmm. find out where that block came from, whether or not it's even valid and mm -hmm. let's get rid of it. And yeah. when people can overcome those emotional blocks to whatever that may be, you know, then all of a sudden the floodgates open, mm -hmm. you know, that's when the finances start improving. That's when the wealth starts coming and the prosperity starts allowing to be let in because mm -hmm. a lot of times we want it, but we don't allow it. Yeah. You know, ask and you shall receive. How many of us are really open to that receiving? Yeah. And that's the thing that I notice a lot in spiritual mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. And even with my spiritual director, I have habits and patterns that mm -hmm. I fall into without realizing it. Right. And because I have had this woman specifically as my spiritual director for six years. Mm-hmm. She, with God's help, remembers my patterns and yeah. she will ask me questions about, you know, well, how did you feel about this? What happened when that's when good that coaching? Happened? That's very good and coaching. She's, yeah. You know, so it's like every time I meet with her, it's it's stunning that she remembers what she does because I like I forgot. I remember. <laughs> When we met in November, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, Karen, but, well, don't you remember that you have this habit? And this is what happens mm -hmm. when this habit manifests itself. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Good call. Like, <laughs> so what do you notice changes so when you become it, aware of it that? It shifted and go. that wasn't, it wasn't a hampering anymore. Right. And yeah. then, then you're open to allowing more emotion mm -hmm. to come in. Yeah. To help that intention. Mm -hmm. And that's where that comes into play. And that's how life coaching and spiritual coaching and spiritual mm -hmm. direction can help people really set intentions. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is with the priorities, mm -hmm. the way I do coaching too, it's values-based coaching. So I start everybody with a values assessment and we really find what their top values are, you know, because when people know what their core values are, 100% of everything in their life, how they act how they show up, how they react, how they choose to respond, who they interact with. It's all going to come back to their original mm -hmm. values and people don't realize this. And most people don't really know what their values are. So what I tell people is you're either in alignment or you're out of alignment, i.e. Mm -hmm. you either feel good or you feel yucky, mm -hmm. right? So when you're feeling yucky, you're out of alignment. And the reason you're out of alignment is because something or some person or some event is compromising one of your top values. Mm -hmm. And so again, how do you know what intention to set? Well, if you know what your values are, that's a good jump off. Mm. So for example, um, they actually did a study and came up with, it narrowed down to 270 different values. <laughs> Who actually did that study? I have no idea, but they did the study. Wow. I work off of a list of 300. So there's obviously some that we've split up a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, but from those, like my top values would be spirituality, respect, justice, integrity. You know, those are some of my top four values. Mm -hmm. um, other people, it could be family, it could be fun, it could be in the environment, it could be, um, you know, timeliness. I mean, again, there's like 300 mm -hmm. on the list. So when you know what some of your values are, I can almost guarantee you that some of the intentions that you're going to want to set are probably result revolving somewhere around one of your core values. 
So for example, if family's really big for you, you know, how do you know what intention to set? Maybe you're working too hard and you're not spending enough time with your family, you know, or you're feeling guilty because you may feel that you're neglecting your family. Maybe you want to start a family. Maybe you want to leave your family, you know, whatever mm -hmm. those intentions could be, it could be revolving around one of your core values. And that would be a good jump off point to figure out how to how to know what you want to do, because if you're if you're living from your core, which is going to be values based, mm -hmm. then that's where most people project from. And that's where their values would come from. That's where their direction would would head. That's where their goals would be set from. Everything would be living from one of those values. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Very much so. Mm -hmm. So what? What can people do if they don't have this list of 300 mm -hmm. to figure out some of their values? Mm -hmm. One thing, you could definitely go online and, and dig up a values assessment or values mm. list. And I highly recommend people do that. And it would be great if people could just really connect with what their values are. Um, I have seen amazing results from, from my clients who have had personal issues, who've had relationship issues, who have had career issues once they narrow down and figure out what their values are it's amazing what happens and i could mm -hmm. give you a really good example if you have time yeah um very good friend of mine uh her and her fiance were in the middle of working on something in their house right and long story short she came home they had everything planned out and there was a big hole cut in the side of the one room because they needed to put the air conditioner in there mm -hmm. but that wasn't where it was supposed to go Hmm. And she had this knockdown, drag out, blow up of a fight over this thing because the air conditioner, which is not like her at all. Hmm. And, he, and I kind of went into coaching mode like, okay, what's going on here? What's this all about? <laughs> because they get along famously. They've been together forever. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, like, why would this air conditioner be such an issue? So it actually took me a little while, but we came back to her values. And hmm. one of her values, her, one of her top values is beauty. She loves art. She mm -hmm. loves beautiful things. She's just attracted to beautiful people, beautiful things. Be like she's, she ha is a beautiful person herself, beautiful soul, everything. So I said, how did you feel when you came home and saw that hole in the wall? She's like, it was big and it was ugly. Mm -hmm. And I said, so do you think your value of beauty was compromised? And her jaw literally hit the floor. And she's like, that's exactly what it was. So here she was screaming at the fiance. He had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't about him at all. It wasn't about her. It was about her value of beauty was compromised in her eyes mm -hmm. because there was this giant hole in this wall of her beautiful home. And it was going to be ugly. And it was going to be <laughs> ugly until they put the thing in there. But that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And she had no idea why she responded to him the way she did. But once she figured it out, then of course, she felt badly, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and all that happened. But when she knew that, but now she's very aware of it. So mm. she's very aware of her values. And she knows, again, if something's off, look at one of your values and see where that mm. is. You know, so now she's looking, you know, potentially for a new line of work, you know, mm. with what she's doing. And I said, focus on the values. And that's what you do, you know. Mm. But when people can figure out what their values are, more often than not, that's going to be where their intentions are going to come from, you know, because that's where the emotions reside. Mm -hmm. And when you can tie those emotions to an intention and set it, you know, that's how you accomplish things. That's how you manifest things in your life. Well, that sounds fantastic. 
It is. <laughs> you should try it. I should try it. I have to figure out what my values are. <laughs> we can work on that. Yeah, we can. We could do that another time. So what else would you like to share? We have some time left. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about around intention or values or? Yeah. Um, I would just love to have more people really be aware of the fact that they have 100% control over their lives. Mm. You know, so many people feel that they're a victim to circumstance or that they're a victim to the world or that they're a victim period. Mm. And I would love more people to know and understand that they have 100% control, you know, and it's what they're thinking. Their thoughts are really controlling where they're going in their life, you know, and it's just a matter of changing their perception and changing their perspective on things. Um, great story about a man, he was a lineman, a line worker, you know, that they check power poles and everything. And he just had the most amazing outlook on life. He was just so happy and and everything always was perfect and he was just this wonderful man well one day he and this is a true story he fell it was like 40 feet out of off the top of the the pole and of course he landed and broke almost every bone in his body and you know they weren't sure if he was going to make it and they were getting him on the stretcher and they got him into the hospital and everything and they kept talking to him because he was still you know still able to talk mm -hmm. to everybody and as they were taking him into surgery the doctor leaned over he's like mark can you tell me he's like is there anything you're allergic to? And he said, yeah, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> so even going into surgery, he was joking with them. And he, he came out with flying colors, you know, mm. and he healed perfectly. And the doctor said it was because of his wonderful attitude. Because somebody like him, probably with the injuries he had, would have been very serious and life-threatening. But, you know, we have to think about that. How many of us go through things that seem like they're the end all be all, but we have a good attitude about it and a good outlook or family that has a good outlook or friends that are supporting us. And we have that good outlook and that helps pull us through. And we have to remember, we have that power to do that. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to setting intentions. Um, maybe you're not in a place that you would like to be, or things aren't going as well, or the job's not going as well. You have the power by setting intentions to really turn that around and do something different about it and and you ha you have that control you know i mean you're still talking to god you're still praying but it's still coming back to you that's what god's mm -hmm. there he's your biggest cheerleader you know yeah. and and that's the that's the thing that people need to remember but you know when they have that hopeless attitude it it's kind of mm -hmm. begins that perpetual cycle they're going to have mm -hmm. the perpet that hopelessness yeah. because they're feeling hopeless and they're going to feel more hopeless. But mm -hmm. until they get out of that, they have to remember, hey, you know what? My thoughts created the situation I'm in. Therefore, my thoughts can uncreate it too. And a lot of people don't realize that. One of my good friends has a saying that I use from her on a regular basis that is that we all have choices. Mm -hmm. We might not like the choices that we have, but we all have choices. Right. And so it goes yeah. you know, to what you're talking about in terms mm -hmm. of our thought process, retraining our brains. Right. And one of the things that you said um, caught my ear in that, you know, God's our biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. We, at least for a lot of Christians that I know, mm -hmm. there's, for whatever reason, they think that, you know, God is a vengeful and judging and punishing God and they live out of that yeah. image. And that's, that's not the God that I know. Yeah, and, metaphysicians don't believe that either. You know, so yeah. it's, you know, to say that God is our cheerleader, 
is just so different for most people, yeah. it seems. that Yeah. Yeah. And if we can live out of that frame of mind. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that can change a whole bunch of things. Right. And help us set intentions as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing I talk to my clients about is we come from a space of where we are and look to where we want to be. And here's mm-hmm. a shift. Look at where you want to be and, and move from that space. Mm-hmm. So again, that's setting that intention. You know, if you want to be wealthy, act wealthy, feel wealthy now. Mm-hmm. And most of us can feel a lot more wealthy if we really paid attention to what we have. Mm-hmm. Most of us are richer than what 90% of the population. Yeah. You know, and we don't realize that we take so many things for granted. I, re- I was reading a book the other day, and I don't remember who the quote was from, but it said something like, if you make more $68,000 per year or more, mm-hmm. you are in the top 1% mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Right. And so many people mm-hmm. make more than $68,000 a year. And think about this. If you have a roof over your head... And you ate one meal today and you have warm clothes, you're already ahead of the game of how many millions of people that are on this planet right now, too. Mm -hmm. And that's what we don't. And we think, oh, but I'm not driving the car I want or I don't have the house I want, you know. But again, it's all perspective, you know. There's a gratitude part of feeling wealthy. Right. That I think we don't. Mm hmm fully embrace exactly i agree Mm -hmm. but if you can if you can live from that space where you wish to be and Mm -hmm. start acting as if again it's it's not fake it's Mm -hmm. that's part of that emotion you know like i said i already felt like i was back up here Mm -hmm. you know i felt that i have my spiritual center up and running so i'm living from that point and now moving forward it's not a reality yet in as a sticks and bricks building mm-hmm. or anything, but in my mind, it's very real, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what people need to focus on because that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And that happiness transfers into my emotions, which are now positive and which have been positive for a long time. And if people are living in a positive space and from a positive space, then more positive is going to come into their life. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about where we can really own our choices and that's actually my tagline for my river of opportunities coaching is own your choices own your life Aww, you know and funny. <laughs> and and it's true you know so when people can really focus on that i think that's you know anything is possible anything mm-hmm. is possible everything is possible yours are your prayers are already answered so it's just a matter of saying okay well, well let me go do it mm. you know and believing that you have the capability to do it and the believing that you actually did it already you know mm. so and I think that is a topic for a podcast for another time. Sure. The affirmations <laughs> and believing in yourself and what that looks yeah. like. Yeah. Sounds that's, like a plan. That's a whole other. Mm-hmm. That's a part two. There you go. Well, let's <laughs> let's plan part two. This then. That is sounds part great. one. Yeah. And next time will be part two. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Anything else you'd like to share? Just wishing everybody happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and everything else that's going on right now. Happy New Year. Happy Solstice. Yes. Yes. Happy Solstice. Happy Solstice. Today. So. Yeah. And you can get in touch with Tanya through Facebook, and I will have her link um, in the show notes. And then also her website, riverofopportunities.com, has a lot of information for her. It is currently being updated, 
Um, but continue to check back and you can see all of the different uh, services and opportunities that you can have with working with Tanya. Thank you, Karen. You it was good? a pleasure. Awesome. Well, grace and peace, my friends, and have a wonderful holiday and new year.